Welcome to the Sliders and Curveballs podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm here with my son, Joseph. Together, we are learning sports one game at a time.
Hey, UConn fans. Well, how did you like that? I got to be extra quiet here in the house. It's 1.15 in the morning and we just got back from Gamble Pavilion. An incredible win for UConn. Beats St. John's to tie up their Big East record at 2-2. Two and two. Game goes to overtime, 86-78. to 78. Joseph just went to bed about 45 minutes ago. It's going to be a nightmare trying to get him up for school tomorrow, but he had the time of his life courtside seats thanks to our friend Mark D'Amelio and his Twitter um, appreciation for fans just just incredible um, how generous and we thank you so much uh, the memory of a lifetime uh, Sonogo scores 26 he grabs some big time rebounds Andre Jackson was flying all over the place um, he had an incredible end one at the end of the game right in front of us RJ Cole had 19 the game was tied, and uh, overtime, Joseph's looking at me like, uh-oh, McDonald's closes at 12. I think we're going to miss that. Yes, we did. Um, the seats were just incredible. We had a blast. Gamble was rocking, and UConn outscored St. John's 15-7 um, to 7 in the overtime. So, fantastic. Go UConn, and uh, well, let's get to bed a couple hours before work. Peace. Hey, UConn fans. Uh, so it's the morning after. I'm in the parking lot of work and um, figured, hey, let me record for a few minutes before I head on in. Uh, sleepy. Only got about four hours worth of sleep yesterday. I was so amped up. I was lucky to get Joseph uh, put into bed without his sneakers on. There's no way he's going to school today. I don't know if I just write a note to the principal saying, you know, Champagne uh, hit a late three, which sent it to overtime, and um, Adama missed, uh, you know, one free throw, and so we had, we needed to stay a little bit longer. Um, hey. He wants to get into sports casting uh, or coaching or playing. So this is school. So he's out for today. Hopefully he'll make his own basketball practice tonight and he can relax for the day. But just reflecting on yesterday, I mean, the seats were incredible. First of all, I've never sat on floor seats before. Um, I did have incredible, incredible seats one time when when I lived in Miami. And I can tell you that story in a minute. But I actually... um, sat in Pat Riley's seats one time by mistake. Um, And uh, his neighbors and wife welcomed me to stay. So that was pretty incredible. Um, But getting back to the UConn game, I mean, your feet are on the floor. We're basically facing the bench. So right where Hurley would stand and the guys would sit, we're facing it. We're right across the way. And we're in um, uh, Skinner and uh, D'Amelio's seats. So uh, the floor itself, I mean, it, it shakes right in front of you when the guys come right in front of you. Um, Polly jumped. You just see how big, how tall, and how strong they are. Uh, it's not like watching a game at home where you're lo- or, or in an arena, typically, where my, where my season tickets are at the XL, where you're looking down at the play. You're actually level to it, and you're looking up at the rim. It's a little hard to get the trajectory, whether or not a shot's going in or not, from your seat. And... Um, these guys are just incredible. So Polly's like two feet away from us. I was like, Joe, he's going to get the ball for three. Swish, he makes it. Andre Jackson uh, got a breakaway rim rocker. Um, that was awesome. Adama, you just see how hard and how physically is working in the paint. Uh, Posh Alexander, you see how, how how much of a hard time he was giving RJ Cole. He's a heck of a defender. Um, 
Therese, you know, he's probably our best on-ball defender, but that Champagne, he's a really he's a real talent. I think he'll be an NBA player. He's just too tall for Therese. I mean, he he got 26 and Therese is is in his is in a ki- in his kitchen every single time and he's still rising up over him. So, Yukon blew a little bit of a lead late. I remember 50 to 39. And um, then all of a sudden that dwindled down, and then the next thing you know, St. John's has the lead, and you're like, oh, here we go again. I mean, UConn's been a feisty team. They've only lost a handful of games by a total of 14 points, but they've won like three games in overtime, including the Auburn which is, win, which is tremendous. Some people are projecting them to be a number one or two seed, so that's a great resume builder. But... Um, the seats were just incredible. So we walk around the arena. We get some pizza, you know, lemonade and stuff like that. First person that we see is um, David Benedict. So we thank him for coming on the pod. We're talking to him. We give him our new business card, which is a basically Joseph's baseball card um, that was created for us. Uh, shout out to Mr. Cigar and uh, Tops and... So David Benedict, of course, asks for Joe's autograph. He's never really done one of these before. Joe gets a pen right on the media table, and he, he signs up his name. He puts the J right over the forehead of himself on the picture. I'm like, Joe, you got to go a little lower. So <laughs> David Benedict is kidding him and telling him, listen, I'm going to hold on to this when, when you're on ESPN or Fox News, uh, Fox Sports one day, and this is going to be worth millions. And, you know, hey, I couldn't agree more. So we're walking around. Uh, we see Connor Geary, um, who's the yard goat and the um, game day host for UConn. He, he's just fantastic, one of our favorite people. He's chatting to us about the game, about the game. feels really great about it. Um, we go over, we get a fist bump from a cook. Uh, we get, we sit down, we take a picture with, uh, with Hawkins. Um, he was really nice, uh, young, youngster there who's going to have a great future at UConn. Uh, give a little wave to Big Red. Um, and then uh, later in the day, we see uh, Mike Crispino, um, who we'd love to have on the podcast one day, talk a little bit about his game day experiences. Um, we talk to John Fanta. He comes on over and sees us. He, he says, I feel really good about the, uh, the game tonight. But he also predicted that there, there probably wouldn't be a game um, at Providence because uh, of their COVID situation, which is okay for us because on Saturday, we're driving up to Boston. And this is a little Christmas gift where we missed last year, but we're actually going in person. And we'll do some um, courtside experiences um, and sounds from the game. We're going up to Boston to see them play against the number one seed right now the uh the, the Chicago Bulls so that should be tremendous and can't wait to see how uh, how the Celtics handle things so yeah it was just a just an incredible experience um we loved every minute of it the game went to uh overtime it was a long line of cars to get out of there in the pitch black and you know 45 minute ride back home but uh it was the memory of a lifetime and, and we thank those so much that made it possible um, it's funny because one time I'm at the Miami arena and I was working for a company where, uh, we were basically, we, we had the person who was going to be singing the national anthem. So they gave me a pass and they basically said, you know, once the national anthem is over, uh, this pass, I, I, I wore on a lanyard around my neck and they said, you know, just, just go ahead and take a seat, uh, you know, anywhere. So I'm thinking to myself, how far will this lanyard get me? So I walk all the way down to the bottom. I stop just before courtside seats, probably about four or five rows back right in the aisle. And I sit down, wait around five, 10 minutes. Nobody's throwing me out. Uh, this woman next to me is older, but very well dressed. 
And she goes, it's okay if you sit here. Um, I said, oh yeah, you know, my, my company just sang the national anthem. She said, oh, it's one of the best I've heard. She goes, yeah, I think my husband's going to be working late tonight. Um, he's working on uh, doing some business, and uh, I, so I don't believe he's going to be down for the game. I figured she was talking about somebody that was going to be you know, driving from uh, Miami and coming to the arena, and I'm like, okay, great. I'm, I'm not going to get tossed out of the seat. I'm, I'm okay with the, uh, the woman next to me. So I watched the game. It's a tremendous um, uh, Miami Heat game. You know, Dwayne Wade's flying all over the place, and um, it's, it's, it's just uh, fantastic. And so the couple that's in front of me, they turn around to me at halftime, and she goes, uh, uh, you know, you're really lucky to be in that seat. Um, we've been waiting like three, four years to have our neighbor invite us to a game. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I feel really blessed. Um, uh, these seats are just incredible. Dead center on the court, f- four rows down. You see all the action, um, like it's HG- HGTV right in your face. Um, so she goes, yeah, you're sitting in, in Pat Riley's seat. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like stunned. And she was like, yeah, when she was referring to work, he's up in the offices. He's trying to create a trade right now. Um, uh, we hear that he's, he's trying to, um, trade Yukon's own Karan Butler, um, and, and, and get him on over to Los Angeles in, in a multi-team trade that would bring Shaq to the, uh, to the Miami Heat. So I sit in his seat for the whole game. Now, you know me, I'm like, okay, go, game's over, uh, heat win, it's fantastic. I'm thinking to myself, where will this lanyard take me after the game? So I get out of my seat, I walk right down onto the court. I'm on the court, no problem. Security guard waves at me, uh, no big deal. They're like wel- welcoming me. I'm taking pictures all over the place. So now I walk into the American Airlines VIP clubhouse. Uh, the uh, guy at the door lets me in. I sit down. There's about 10 people in there. One of them's Fat Joe. One of them's Ashanti. One of them's Ja Rule. I sit down. I grab a beer. Um, next thing you know, both teams come out of the locker room like as if they took showers. They all get dressed up into the nines. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they're all around us. The Miami Heat, all, they're all around us. There's like 15 fans in there. I'm, I'm sitting there with three major superstars of music and the entire... Um, squad of both teams having a beer. I'm like, I, I could have just stayed there until they started turning the lights on and, and started to sweep. It was it was incredible. But anyway, these once-in-a-lifetime opportunities when you get involved with sports, you'll just never forget your whole life. So we'll let Joseph sleep late tomorrow. I'm going to walk in here a little bit sleepy, um, maybe a, uh, a can of Coke here to start off my day. And um, then we'll get Joe's take uh, in the next couple of days when he gets done with practice on, on what he felt as a nine-year-old experiencing floor seats for the very first time. But anyway, we thank you so much for listening to the Sliders and Curveballs podcast. We hope we've taken you inside the game and what it was like to be there. Tremendous win for UConn uh, over St. John's, one of our rivals, and it's so great to be back in the Big East. We'll talk to you soon. I got to head into work. Peace. A sports fans, um, when I walked into the arena, um, there was barely anyone there. We went to, first we got food, and I got lemonade and a hot dog. My dad got um, some pizza. Um, so after that, we walked We walked to our seats. There was a, there was every row, there was a security guard, and he would tell us where we have to go or like where's our seats, so we gave him our tickets. And what we see is he he tells us, 
Just keep on going down until I say stop. He said, go to that security guard on the floor, and he'll tell you where you sit. He said, you sit at 15 and 16 on the floor, and me and my dad are freaking out. My dad knew about where we sit, but not the exact spot. He knew that we sit on the court. He was just making it a surprise for me. And the tickets were from, actually, the D'Amelio. So Charlie D'Amelio, Mark D'Amelio, and their family. Um, when my dad told me it was from the D'Amelios, my heart was pounding because I thought they were actually at the game, but they weren't. They actually gave our tickets because they're season ticket holders for um, Gamble. And, yeah, it, they had, like, an out outrageous fan contest it was um fun very very fun and yeah um also when we um when the game started we have to stand until they score um UConn um St. John scored first UConn scored twice um um it, like in like the first minute and UConn just um, it was on and off. UConn scored, Providence, I mean, not Providence, St. John scored, UConn scored, St. John scored, UConn scored, St. John scored. It was a lot of fun. And when, when, um, when it was, um, the, the second half, started the second half, UConn was winning, I think, like, 50 to 40. Or sixty to forty, um, and then St. John's caught up a lot, and when they did it, when they did it, they sent the game to overtime, and in overtime, even though St. John scored first, again UConn kept on kept on scoring and holding St. John's, so uh, me and my dad were nervous because it was only a two point game. Going in, going into overtime, um, it was so exciting and fun. Um, and we were also very, 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 very nervous. And yeah, UConn just held them on defense, and we ended up winning, which was awesome. So yeah, thanks to the D'Amelio family for giving us their tickets. Um, also, um. Hope you enjoy your weekend. And, yeah. Bye, guys. Oh, and special, special, special thanks to the D'Amelios. Bye. Hey, Celtics fans, we're live here at the TD Garden. We're facing the, uh, the Ziakum Bridge right in the shadow of the TD Garden. Uh, we've arrived in Boston, and uh, Joseph and I just wanted to give you a little bit of the, uh, our pregame th thoughts here. Um, I think it's going to be an exciting one tonight, 8.30 game against the number one Chicago Bulls, although we just got some intel recently that they're going to be down a couple of players. Zach Levine is going for an MRI from his game yesterday with Golden State. 
We wish him well, but I really wanted to see that dynamic duo. And I think Lonzo Ball might be out today, too. So that's going to present a little bit of an advantage, I believe, for the Boston Celtics. Now, we, we arrived. Um, fantastic, but really cold night, like four degrees out. Whipping wind. We're just a few minutes from the TD. We're probably going to head on over about 7 o'clock to take a look at the gift shop and then head on over to our seats, which is right in the media section, actually, just a few rows behind where um, uh, Nesson and and, um, Boston Sports Tonight produce their shows. Joseph, what do you think about the game tonight, and and what are some of your keys to the, uh, the matchup? I think if the two J brothers are gonna, they're gonna keep up a competition. Hopefully, get the Celtics another win. Um, it'd be great if they can win with us. If they do, we're very good luck, and we hope for the best. Now, so we arrived here, um, checked into our hotel, fantastic corner view right of the garden. And uh, the Bruins game uh, actually ended with an overtime win for the Bruins. It was really crowded downtown. We went to this great little restaurant across the street from the TD. Um, and I'm looking out my window here. It's called, we recommend it, good pub food. A little expensive, but it's called Tavern in the Square. And I'll tell you what, we didn't have any dessert, but we just pounded half a box of Oreo Thins, Thin and Crispy Sandwich Cookies. They're not a sponsor, but we just literally destroyed about 40 of them. Now, we have a serious guest here, a serious fan, and we're going to bring her onto the podcast. It's one of her first times live with us, and uh, her sports knowledge is just tremendous. She knows so many stats, so many facts. Um, Her name is Renee, and she is the mom of Joseph and my wife for 23 years, uh, basically, I tell her, uh, let's go travel. And she goes, yeah, what do you have tickets for what game? Joseph's laughing in the background. Renee, give us a little bit of your thoughts today on what did you have for lunch? And um, and what are your thoughts on the game tonight? What, what What is something that you're looking forward to besides possibly some chicken tenders? Well, hello. <laughs> and thank you for having me on. It's an honor. I've never been invited before. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, well, you know, it's it's very beautiful here in Boston. It was a beautiful day traveling, even though it was freezing outside. But we uh, we love live sports. And I'm really looking forward to seeing JT tonight. And that's not Justin Timberlake. Right. So I, uh, I'm really looking forward to it and hoping for a win. Maybe even getting a gift. Well, fantastic. She wants to hit the gift shop and uh, we had a couple of Samuel Adams before we came uh, over to the hotel. I had uh, Main Lunch, which is a really good IPA, and we had some tater tots, some burgers, um, so it was fantastic. Anyway, I'm going to go Celtics tonight. Honestly, I think if they had Zach Levine and they had um, Lonzo Ball, uh, that might be a, a two-game losing streak for the Celtics, but I think the Celtics will take advantage on a Saturday night at home, and we will give you some live sounds from the game when we're at it. We can't wait to go across the street. And Joseph, uh, final thoughts? I'm actually going to take the Bulls. I'm sorry to the Celtics. I just, I just think the Bulls right now have a better team, and they're in first place. I mean, it'd be great for the Celtics. I'm rooting for the Celtics, but I just think it's going to be the opposite. And also, shout out to Kaysen Butler um, for also coming, but he's not with us, but he plays on my basketball team. So he's also going to the game. Awesome. So we will see how it shakes out. Uh, Joseph is going with his mind saying the Bulls, but our heart says the Celtics. So we will uh, we'll get back to you guys. We'll be on the air in a little bit. Thanks.
du bunch. Seven seconds to go.
Congratulations, Celtics fans. We are live post-game from the TD Garden, and it was a real thriller. Uh, 114 to 112, Celtics beat the Bulls. Did you have a good time, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, so we're 2-0 and this week. Uh, UConn beat St. John's. The Celtics beat the Bulls. The last three games that we've gone to at the TD Garden, we have the victims, the Bulls, the Sixers, and the Warriors have all gone down. So we've been a little bit of a good luck charm here in Boston. And a really cold night. You can hear some of the uh, sirens in the city behind us. We stay at the TD North Courtyard uh, Marriott right across the street. Fantastic view of the bridge. Uh, on an ice-cold night in January or February for basketball, you can walk right out of the stadium, right across to the hotel, and it's it's fantastic. You know, the game itself, uh, Celtics led the majority of the game right around three to five points. Um, and uh, late in the game, with about a couple minutes to go, um, DeRozan started to get hot. Vucevic had a very nice game. Colby White was hurting us for a bit. And Celtics were down six. But Robert Williams grabbed a couple of huge rebounds and managed to make four free throws from the line. Um, Tatum had 23. Jalen Brown had 19. I thought that Horford was a big contributor today. Schroeder and uh, Jason Richardson both had veteran leadership, and they managed to hold them off. I think it was six, seven seconds to go. 9.7. Was it 9.7? And do you know know who missed the last shot for the Bulls? They tried to take a three to win. I think Vucevic, it rimmed out. Vucevic missed it. And then I think it was, I don't know who it was on the Bulls, but um, he got the rebound and he tried to put it up, but he airballed off the net and Celtics won. Yeah, so this was a crazy day in the city. I mean, the Bruins won an overtime game. Bars and pubs were crowded. Lots of people for the Celtics games, um, for the Celtics game. The Patriots, who a lot of people were watching on their phones, in addition to the Celtics game, they absolutely got destroyed today. Um, Bengals moved on. So um, that'll be um, an interesting round two as they they have the NFL unfold uh, further tomorrow. But uh, from the TD Garden, uh, the Celtics did a fantastic job. Managed to get the win, and so we're super excited to have seen a, a great uh, great game. Uh, Bulls were down a couple of players. We're disappointed that we didn't get to see Zach Levine and Lonzo Ball. That that probably would have made a difference in the game. Um, and Caruso. Uh, but um, the Celtics, uh, they were gutsy, and uh, they managed to get through. Joseph, uh, what did you think of the seats? I love the seats. Um, it would be better if... Um, we were in the same seats, but on the other side, so we're facing Lucky, so we're facing um, Lucky Logo on the court. And when um, actually Lucky was looking for a fan named Caden, and I thought he was just who wants a teacher, so I said I I want a teacher, and he's like, Oh wait, you're Caden? I'm like, and I I shook my head yes with that. I didn't know he was asking for I was Caden, so he gave me a free shirt and and he also gave me a um he gave me a um picture. Um so yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, so Joseph's gotten two free t-shirts this week. One from Connor Gary, who draped it over his head at the UConn game, courtside seats. And um, this this game here, we were in really nice seats, Loge 19, uh, which is kind of like a corner of the lower bowl, right? A few rows right behind the media. So like Chris Mannix, uh, Kendrick Perkins, TV Abbey, uh, they would all be down in that area. 
Um, we were right across the arena from Scalabrini, who was broadcasting from the um, Audi desk. And we actually tried to go down and give a uh, baseball business card um, to Cedric Maxwell, but we got we got shunned by uh, some some blue security guard. So we uh, we had to head on back to our seats. But we had a fantastic time with Mom. She said, "I didn't drive all this way from Connecticut to see a loss," and um, we didn't. We didn't. So congratulations to the Boston Celtics. They continue to uh, uh, gut out the wins and uh, hover right around 500 for their record. And, and we hope that the stretch run of the season. Will uh, will give them a chance to get into the playoffs and maybe maybe get uh, on a roll. But um, thanks so much for listening. It's, it's been great courtside experiences. We took a lot of pictures. Uh, Demar Derozan, Vucevic, Jalen Brown warming up right by the court, and uh, it was really exciting. So we appreciate you listening to this montage of of game action, sounds from the game, and and our feelings from seeing two games this week. It's been really exciting. I loved experiencing it with you, Joseph. And um, we'll catch you guys next time. See you guys. Um, also, our room is literally right outside basically New York's Times Square, but Boston's Times Square. So we see the Zackham behind me, the TD Garden right across. We see a ton of apartments. We see the North Station. We see the gift shop. We see a lot of apartments. There is so much things around us. Yeah, Joseph's got a little pull-out bed here, so he's literally sleeping on top of the Zackham Bridge tonight. It's right out the window, so it's fantastic. Anyway, we'll catch you guys again soon. Thanks so much for listening. Peace. Bye, guys.